guys, welcome back to the Truth and Coaching Podcast. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning, although you're probably going to be listening to this on a Friday or Saturday, and it's the week after Thanksgiving. Um, we had some talks about two weeks ago. Do we talk about prep for special events? Yes. Yeah, and I think this is a good time to do a little bit of follow-up on how we did. A little bit of a uh, little bit of accountability. Mm-hmm. How Thanksgiving went. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what truth and coaching is about. Is like I'll be honest with you about how well I'm sticking to my plan, mm-hmm. and let's all be honest about what's realistic. But then let's all be honest about let's get after it and not just fool ourselves that we're all that that mm-hmm. we're awesome when we're not. Right. So yeah, this is going to be a good one. Um, so I had good travel. Um, kind of gamed it perfectly. Oh, this is funny. So we had to go out to my in-laws in Illinois for a photo shoot. This is kind of like the, like, you know, the whole extended family gets together. I don't know, somewhere between 50 and 80 people, like a lot of them being little, but we had to go out there for that. But, um, we were able to you know, get in everybody's good graces so that we didn't have to go on Thursday, which is good because I had Thanksgiving with my folks and with um, my cousin's new husband, which is great. First time he got to be part of the family, new cousin-in-law, then flew out Friday. And the price difference was like, it would have been $2,000 for us to fly on the Wednesday or the Thursday. Instead of flying on the Friday, the whole family okay. traveled for like 400, nice. which is amazing. Um, but I was <laughs> accidentally, accidentally looked over my mother-in-law's shoulder as she was writing the check to the photographer. And uh, I was joking with some of the, the other guys in the family. And they were like, well, hell, for how much you could have spent to go out there. You could have just bought the photo shoot and been like, we're not coming. <laughs> Here's a Thanksgiving present. We'll save a thousand dollars and uh, just, just choose to not come here guys, treat yourselves to a photo shoot. And we just won't be there for it. Um, yeah, but, but that was, it was a good Thanksgiving travels tough. Of course. Um, I always enjoy listening to other people's, you know, Thanksgiving stories and, you know, fallout of how the holiday went. But, um, but before we get into accountability mode, I got a couple hot takes for you. Okay. Shoot. Uh, first one on Sunday, driving back from the airport, listening to, uh, 850 K away, the mm-hmm. home of the Broncos. I heard the pregame interview and I'm so mad that I could not dig this guy's name up afterwards. The internet's a tough place, but, um, there's a Broncos rookie. I think he's a running back. I could be wrong about that. And I can't find his name, but he has not had water in over eight years. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, hot take that for me. What's your reaction? Uh, I don't necessarily believe that because eight years with no water like at all. Well, he's had fluids. Well, yeah, but... I'm sipping a coffee right now, mm-hmm. and even though coffee has a slightly diuretic effect, it's still putting fluid into your body. Mm-hmm. That's just not pure water. Right, but you can't go on all day, every day, just drinking water. Like, you're going to have some health risks that you'd get you'd get sick if you didn't have if you only had coffee right i don't recommend it uh but yeah this guy said that all he does is pedialyte and gatorade okay and supposedly because he can't stand the taste of water now that's a little different right a little different than doing it as like some sort of celebrity Mm -hmm. this is like my path to performance right 
um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of like, you know what, you never, you hear stuff and you're always, all the time, can you hear something weirder? Mm -hmm. I guess. Here's my take on this. Uh, dude is talented, mm -hmm. but come on guys, you're supposed to be role models, right? right? Like kids do not only drink Gatorade and Pedialyte. <laughs> I like, mean, have water. I would understand that more if he watered that stuff down a little bit. Just add more flavoring to your water. Yeah. Um, but just pure Pedialyte and just pure Gatorade. I, that's I, gross. Yeah, that's gross. Like, that's... Water, water usually tastes good. Mm -hmm. Or neutral. Especially, like, on a hot summer day. If you're out yeah. in the yard working. Yeah or out playing sport or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, get your electrolytes, but water is great. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I tell you this, he would not make it in the Marines. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. that's you don't have awful. That available to you <laughs> all day, every day. Anyways, all the best to him. Uh, second hot take. I think I can name a name here. I was listening to the radio, <laughs> another post-Thanksgiving story. And this is hilarious. And I feel like this is just the mood of people in this country um, after Thanksgiving. It's, it's funny. Uh, so Guy, Clay Travis of the popular, you know, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, he gets up on Friday and his wife has already been up early exercising on Friday morning. And him and his teenage son decide, well, we need to go to the gym to exercise. So they actually end up going to walk to the gym. I guess it's close enough, whatever. And on their way to the gym, uh, they pass by this pie lady, right? Who's selling pies on the street. So they see that, go to the gym. The gym is closed, unbeknownst to them. And so they walk back, stop by the pie lady, buy three pies, <laughs> go home and eat them. So what was going to be a win at the gym post Thanksgiving <laughs> turned into three extra pies. Oh my god. <laughs> a key lime, a pumpkin, and a pecan. Oh my gosh. What's your take on that? They got their walk in, I guess. They <laughs> got some steps in getting the pies. <laughs> so I, it's so funny. Um but like leftovers, leftover strategies we need to talk about because mm -hmm. um, it goes into that. And I see this is my problem with leftovers. Like if you look at the what the building blocks of a good basic Thanksgiving meal, mm -hmm. it's mostly pretty healthy stuff. Now, some people fancify the recipes and they do the marshmallow yams, sweet potatoes, they do the, the unnecessarily saucy green bean casserole. And so like you have these calorie or dense foods that otherwise if you simplified them all the way, it would just be like super healthy and basic. But never mind that. I'm just talking about your approach to leftovers. Um, uh, I want to call somebody out, but I think she's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Don't take all your leftovers and be like, we have to have like two or three days of discrete meals with these leftovers and make all of it go away at once. Mm -hmm. Because then dumb stuff starts to happen like potato, sweet potato, gravy, turkey, and stuffing casserole. 
Oh yeah, I just saw a recipe on that too. Right? Yeah. That's not good. It's That's not how you're gonna give yourself a stomach ache, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're gonna have some potatoes, have normal potatoes and put them on your meal, mm -hmm. and then just like whittle away at those potatoes. It'll keep. Yeah. Like you probably got enough time to eat all of that in there, and then put some turkey on the side. Just have it over again. But like when you start to do this, oh, we're trying to get rid of all the leftovers, and you jam everything into one dish. I think you're asking for a calorie disaster. Uh, I agree. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, last night I actually did some leftovers, and instead of like doing everything, all of our leftovers, I um, just did the turkey. We did Brussels sprouts with garlic, and then I did our yams and took the marshmallow layer off. Mm. And that was my leftovers, and it was very filling, but you know, I didn't go for everything else that we had still in there. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so so accountability time. We'll kind of tell the story of our Thanksgiving and the, the immediate aftermath. And you're going to give yourself a letter grade. You're grading yourself on how well you ate for the day before, the day of, and then the entire following weekend. Mm -hmm. How well you got movement in and return to exercise and then how well you actually just enjoyed the holiday and didn't go crazy mm -hmm. and didn't like go into um, psychopathic uh, health nut mode right yeah so being a normal person but also eating healthy but also exercising what's your letter grade for the whole weekend i'd give myself a b okay b plus and why um, Tell me the story. Because, so I was very active during the weekend due to helping someone move and cleaning. So there was a lot of that involved. Um, but it was more of the eating factor. On Thanksgiving Day, I did eat a little bit more than I normally do. Um, just because I did get to that point where I felt just a little bit overfull. Um, and I think part of that just had to deal with me being more involved with the meal prepping. Because um, I was snacking on uh, food here and there before the actual meal and not drinking a normal amount of water that I would normally do. Uh, but other than that, I think I did really well because I stayed active the whole time. I um, And even after like eating, overeating on Thanksgiving, I didn't go into, okay, well, I need to starve myself the next couple days or I can only eat this and this. Um, and I can't have any of the leftover foods. So I think in that sake, I, like I said, I think I'd give myself a B, maybe B plus on that. And you turned in a really good workout on Monday morning too. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that wasn't bad at all. So yeah, I would say I'm pretty positive for you right now mm -hmm. that you're like pretty much on track and completely stabilized, etc. Having said that though, the deep backstory to the cleaning that you did this weekend has potential to put you into a stress spiral. <laughs> so um, if you manage that, then we probably stay in that B plus zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm hesitant to give myself a, a B right off the bat. I wanna diagnose the components here a little bit okay. because Thanksgiving day and the day before I get straight up A plus for that. Mm -hmm. um, had an awesome morning, was able to get enough sleep the night before. I, I knew I wanted to wake up early because when you have to take kids to grandparents' house and then you have to travel the next day, right? You, like time is not on your side. So you have to recruit as much of that as possible. 
so I got up at a really good hour, just like seven in the morning. That's like a reasonable morning time for a holiday um, without sleeping in. And then got up and went for a awesome run drill. So I was taking the pressure off of doing a difficult lifting, which wouldn't have worked anyways, because I had just wrapped up the finale to a 12 week plan. So this was like, we need to find a couple things to do for the next week, just stuff that'll make the body move and do a little bit of training. Well, I hadn't done like athletic style sprint intervals in a while, went out into the park, did that, had a great workout, felt really good about it. Hamstrings didn't get too tight, was able to push the conditioning, um, came back and then knew that I needed to set myself up blood sugar wise for success for the rest of the day. Cause the common thing is on holidays. Like if, if your family does like a holiday breakfast or if you do a late brunch or um, the, these special foods start to creep their way from dinner all the way down to first thing in the morning. And I knew that that was happening. Like my, uh, my folks like to make scones and my wife had made like zucchini bread and they're going to have these uh, German pancakes. Some people call them Dutch babies, oh, okay. but it's like kind of like a, a sugared egg souffle. Mm -hmm. So you get some protein, but it's still pretty sugar heavy breakfast. So I went into my house and I made myself a couple scrambled eggs and I had some cottage cheese and then I put some dried fruit and a couple of nuts in with the cottage cheese. And it was great. Like protein, happy, wake up breakfast, stabilize everything, start the day right. Then went and enjoyed holiday breakfast with everybody. Had a great uh, afternoon full of activities and hanging out with people I hadn't seen in a while. And then for dinner, Awesome dinner, didn't overeat, ate till I was completely full, got a great balance of everything, enjoyed everything, um, stopped at the perfect time, and then had a couple pieces of pie a couple hours later, right? And then that was pretty much the setup. Mm -hmm. um, Friday, a little bit stressful with the travel, was able to handle it, but then we had like simple food and leftovers and like meat and potatoes and veggies at my in-laws house. Great. Saturday, things get a little bit weird. Good breakfast again, but this is now my wife's 40th birthday party. So at that dinner, I did have three pieces of cake, three pieces of pie, about four cookies. Oh <laughs> it was a little bit out of control. And I was spiraling down the, the travel cycle already because I had to be in bed early to travel the next day to get back to be at the gym. And then, yeah, that was definitely the low point. So I, <laughs> I can't give myself anything other than a, probably like a C minus <laughs> for that day. Yeah. Um, and then uh, came back and, and had leftovers when I got back here there may have been a donut at the airport, right? <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was tough to get back on track, mm -hmm. but Monday I was lifting again. And so from an exercise standpoint, I think we're okay. Uh, from being basically having started a new plan, but having the holiday week there, I'm spreading out a couple skills. So we're gonna try to integrate some traditional kettlebell lifting into the traditional bodybuilding lifting that I'm doing. And that's gonna to be tough to figure that out. So really, if I can get in one or two experimental workouts this week, mm -hmm. kind of um, taking a one week and dragging it out into two weeks, but mixing some of that running and stuff in there, I think I get a uh, at least a B plus, if not an A minus on the exercise there. So an A plus and an A minus and a C minus 
all together, what does that make? Probably B. Yeah, probably B. <laughs> yeah, so so a B on holiday foods. That's not bad. No, it's not. Um, and the thing too is like, I'm not gonna not celebrate at my wife's 40th. Yeah. Like that's kind of a big one. Mm -hmm. And I think for following our celebrate yours, not theirs rule, like your spouse is completely eligible for you to celebrate on a big birthday. Right. On any birthday really, mm -hmm. but on a big birthday. So yeah, we're, we're doing all right. Um, but now that we've got, you know, Christmas parties and cold, cozy food and all that stuff coming up in addition to leftovers. Oh man, my in-laws had so much Halloween candy. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. Yeah. Kids there, yeah. Yeah, and the their whole counter had a whole section. I mean, buckets and buckets and king size this and that. <laughs> and one of the guys, like he distributes um, food. He like this guy that drives around in the truck and like stocks the gas stations and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he had just extras and extras and it was borderline obscene. And I don't think they ever run out until Easter. And then from Easter, I don't think they ever run out until Halloween. Oh. So highly stocked. But, um, for most people, I would say this is where it gets difficult. You've got strategies. What are your strategies? Um, so it's more for like the actual, uh, holiday day for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Generally, what I do is um, I'll make sure to drink plenty of water because sometimes when you eat and you overeat, it's because you are more dehydrated than you actually think you are. Mm, you want to mm -hmm. eat instead of drink water. So, like, first thing in the morning, I'll generally try to get at least, you know, 24 ounces, if not more, water in my system and then just kind of drink throughout the day before that big meal. That way, I'm less prone to overeating. And then I I've been doing that as well. Yeah. I've been doing the 24 ounce water in the morning. First thing I used to think that was overkill and I would just do one glass, but two glasses it starts you off really well. It does. And it yeah. helps like get your intestines and everything flowing. Mm -hmm. And I generally just feel better first thing in the morning when I do that. Um, and then I also just try to remind myself like how I feel if I overeat, like how I'm feeling during that moment and how I feel afterwards. And I'll tell myself like, well, your stomach really hurt after you overate and you felt guilty and you were really tired and didn't want to do anything. Um, so I just try to replay that stuff in my head so I'm less prone to like do that action again. That's a really smart strategy. Um, it is kind of predicated though mm -hmm. on a baseline skill, which is awareness. Right. A lot of people are not aware of what their feelings are when they're eating. They just know that like really, really full equals comfort, security, like something went right. They got the endorphins, mm -hmm. right? And then they don't associate that with like some of the gastrointestinal right. distress or like being overly full. And they don't even know what being a little bit more empty feels like. Mm -hmm. And so if you at least begin to practice some awareness, right. you can begin to build that roadmap in your mind mm -hmm. and you're accessing a roadmap of places you've been before. Right. And you're like, I don't want to go there again. Mm -hmm. But like you have those reference points. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it would, it's healthy to like just start putting that into practice, even if you're you know, eating breakfast or dinner, lunch, whatever, and just start thinking about um, when you're actually starting to feel full and maybe more satisfied and you don't need to necessarily continue eating. Mm -hmm. That way you're a little bit more ready for it during the actual holiday meal. Like, okay, I don't need to overeat. I'm like perfectly, perfectly satisfied and I can stop eating. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, so that is, is actually 
exactly the same as my number two power tip, but I'll give you the number one first. I'll come back to number two. Number one power tip is slow down. Yes. And the reason that it is a, a super power tip really in the nutrition world is you can apply that anywhere mm-hmm. with any food. Doesn't matter what the ingredients are. Doesn't, doesn't matter where you are. Either. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's quote healthy or mm-hmm. quote unhealthy. Uh, there, there is almost no normal circumstance that you have to eat faster. There's maybe some specialized circumstances, but we don't need to get into that right now yeah. because we're talking about eating for health, not right. eating for survival, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, the power tip number one is slow down. And the big advantage of that too is your hunger versus your satiety, satiety, <laughs> satiation. But how is, you know, it's S-A-T-I-E-T-Y, satiety. Sure. Your, yeah. your satiateness. <laughs> those signals kick in better and more effectively when you're eating slowly. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can trick your brain into eating more by eating fast. And then by the time you get the signals, oops, the damage has been done, exactly. right? But you slow down. Um, the other thing that's good about slowing down is you can really taste what you're eating. Mm-hmm. And you might find out that healthy food actually ends up being multidimensional. It's nuanced, it's really interesting mm-hmm. versus uh, other food that's more one-dimensional. You know, I actually ask people to do this experiment you take a handful of blueberries or raisins, whatever you like, handful of M&Ms and consume each handful slowly, like painfully slowly, like 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you'll realize very quickly that that thin sugar coating on top of really crappy milk chocolate is not that interesting. No, but the raisins got a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can be eye opening. Yeah. Slow down. Um, you can do it at a restaurant. You can do it at a party. You can do it on a plane. You can do it on a train. Mm-hmm. You can do it on a boat. You can do it on a float. <laughs> do it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Slowing down is here to stay. Slow down. You're eating food today. Go away. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> oh, help us. All right. Um, what you got next? Uh, the only one, the last one that I had was, uh, you know, there's a lot of really good food and dishes during that meal. And generally what I do is I, if I can't say no to a lot of it, I'll take really small portions of everything and just enjoy those portions. And like what we just talked about is working on just eating that stuff slowly so you can really enjoy and savor the flavors. Um, and then if I'm still not like full or even close to full, I'll go back for seconds and just go for a little bit more. Um, instead of just loading uh, a lot of everything onto your plate, I just, mm. I really try to do smaller portions. Um, Cause you know how a lot of people are getting that mindset, they have to eat everything off their plate. Yeah. And that's a lot of food to do, especially during the holiday seasons. Cause there's so many dishes that you want to try and you know that you're going to like. Right. I think some people, think that that goes back to the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. That whole like clean your plate mentality. And there really could be something to that Mm -hmm. because I'm 38, you're 31, and we've got uh, probably interacted with grandparents, maybe great grandparents, but like probably grandparents that had to live through that, whose parents were instilling into them clean everything off the plate. Exactly. Now, ironically, 
we could go back to that. <laughs> like, like history does repeat itself, and um, but right now in the the current mode of having almost too much food available, mm -hmm. you don't have to clear your plate, right? Right, and you don't have to eat it quickly because your siblings are gonna take it away from you if you don't, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe the one dish that didn't get enough made of it, yes. right? But by and large, I think that's a good strategy. Just mm -hmm. start small in that way, especially if it's potluck style mm -hmm. and you don't know how somebody's gonna have made something. Like nobody wants to get that dressing that they don't like and then have you stuck with a half a plate of it. Exactly. Right. My fiance's mom, she makes an amazing uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Like literally everything. I wasn't a huge turkey person until I tried her turkey and it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And so with a lot of the stuff that she makes, I have a hard time saying no to everything. So that's really where I just start taking a little bit of everything because I know I'm going to enjoy those uh, foods. Mm -hmm. So I'll take a little bit. And then, like I said, after I'm done with that plate, if I'm still hungry, I'll go back for just a little bit more. And then I'll stop when I'm, I'm full. <laughs> yeah. And that's really smart. That was going to be my power tip. Number two mm -hmm. is eat till you're satisfied mm -hmm. or stop when you start to feel those feelings of fullness. And it's kind of based on slowing down because you yeah. won't feel those feelings. But um, that's also power tip because you can apply that anywhere. Exactly. You can do it anywhere in the whole world with any food, with any ingredient. You can slow yourself down and you don't have to eat until you stuff yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Between those two power tips, like you can write out just about anything. If you've got a lot of weight to lose, you can lose a lot of weight oh. just using those two tips. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to change what you're eating. Everybody wants to talk these days about all the, the sexy macronutrient, micronutrient rotationals and, you know, timing your power spikes to this mm -hmm. and that. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But not if you can't do the basics. Exactly. You know? Yeah, they're not sexy tips, but I mean, that's what it's worked for me in the past, so. Yeah, yeah. it's basic blocking and tackling. Mm -hmm. Like it will get the job done. And that's what matters is getting the job done. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you, you have a lot of benefit that way. So good stuff. Um, we're actually kind of short this time. That's not so bad. It's not so bad for a little uh, post Thanksgiving uh, tippage short thing. Um, what do we got coming up in December? There will be- We have Christmas. We have Christmas, yes, but there will be a 12 days of Christmas workout. Yes. It's inverse or I guess reverse parfait style. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing exercise one, then doing exercise one and then two, and then one, two, three, one, two, three, four, we do it just like the song. Mm -hmm. On the first day of Christmas, my trainer gave to me a <laughs> hundred battle ropes. On the second day of Christmas, my trainer gave to me two burpees and a hundred battle ropes, <laughs> so on and so forth, all the way till 12. And I'm thinking, I kind of want people to suffer on this. I really badly want to do a 1200 meter row Ooh. for the 12th one, but we don't have enough rowers to go around. So that may be tough. We could, it could be 12 burpees because for a lot of people, that is just the worst thing in the world, yes. right? And that basically the last round to, to get out of jail, you got to put in 12 burpees. Hey, if you're a good rower, you can get that 1200 meters done in four and a half minutes, mm -hmm. something like that, maybe four minutes. But like uh, the burpees will go much faster 
and people will hate them more. Yes. Maybe it's a burpee call, but that'll be happening. That'll actually probably be like right before we cut out for Christmas break. And then um, still have to decide on the format of the Christmas classic kettlebell lift. Probably just going to be long cycle, which is clean and jerk for all of you, all of you plebs out there. Mm -hmm. um, but I think to, to kind of talk that up, maybe we'll drop a podcast that we recorded last time, last year, actually. We'll just take the video and just turn it into audio about getting ready for a kettlebell competition. Because yeah. there's a lot of good information in that. That could be a lot of fun. And then we just have to decide on some sort of format for the Christmas party. But typically we'll call the Christmas workout season of the bells. Mm -hmm. So we'll have a barbell day, a dumbbell day, and a kettlebell day. And just kind of theme workout all through that. It's actually not a bad way to train. It's not just like being gimmicky about it. Because there are distinct advantages. And you can train almost the same exercise just with a different format mm -hmm. a overhead kettlebell press is a lot more comfortable than an overhead dumbbell press yes so we could do um military press with the barbell and then next time around rotate in like a 45 degree dumbbell press and the next time rotate in kettlebell jerk mm -hmm. that'd be great so something like that yeah that'll be fun Maybe even mix it up so that the primary is a barbell, the secondary is a dumbbell, and the tertiary is a kettlebell. Well, yeah. But then the primary on Wednesday would be the dumbbell. Yeah, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a staggered one. That'd be cool. A little, little spiral stagger. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. Yep. Um, but yeah. So we'll talk. We'll talk some nerd math and some nerd workout stuff next time. I know you guys are probably just digging the mindset stuff more than about anything else. Um, let me know what you thought about the hot takes. Maybe we do more hot takes. Uh, <laughs> I think it's... My gosh. Didn't drink any water? I don't... Yeah. I have a hard time believing that. But... I believe it, though. Some people are just, like, so obstinate about that and it's like i don't know man you may have a long-term health issue from doing that i think so okay here's the lesson from that this is the real lesson like just He's because somebody who's super talented can get away with it doesn't mean exactly. you can get away with it i was just about to say that he is a professional athlete so there's probably a chance he's able to handle that better than like a normal like gym goer person who's not training excessively hard like he is and since he's a rookie he's probably 21 22 23 years old like i do not want to see what those kidneys look like at 30 right just can, like short-term gains for long-term performance my mm -hmm. goodness just be a little bit uncomfortable drink some water yes please um, it's good for you yep all right speech of the week improve your self-talk your self-talk is the running dialogue that you have going on in your head and let me tell you, life is already tough. You do not need another bully. So stop being your own bully. As with breaking the chain of any other behavioral cycle, it starts with recognition. Hmm, we just talked about that. <laughs> Got to recognize that you're doing it first in order to be able to stop it. This typically happens if you're blaming everything on yourself or focusing only on the negative aspects of a experience or situation or always expecting the worst. You might even find yourself using phrases such as, I'm never going to be good enough or I can't or maybe, hey dummy, or why do you have to be so stupid? These are all examples of negative self-talk. 
It starts with recognition. If you recognize that you're doing it, catch yourself in the act and stop it and then replace it with different things like gratitude or statements that take you directly in the direction that you want to go. Replace I can't with not necessarily I can, but I can learn this or I can get better or acknowledge the difficulty of the situation, but don't give in to despair. You've only got yourself inside your head when you're doing your own self-talk, so stop beating yourself up. We all need friends, and you may as well be your own friend instead of your own enemy. It's going to wrap it up for today, guys. We will talk to you later. Later.